Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Gio Garcia. Today is Thursday, October 15th. Joining us today, we got LAFC Central Zone, Blake. Blake, how you doing? What's up, everyone? Thanks for having me. Yeah, Blake, we're here um, to talk some LAFC. Anytime we talk about LAFC Central, you do such a great job covering our team since uh, since the beginning of 2018. Um, talk to me. Talk to me. I know we've had you on the podcast before, but talk to me about your experience uh, uh, covering LAFC from the start all the way till now. Yeah, it's been um, interesting, at least for me, I because when I started back in late 2017, early 2018, I didn't know much about social media. So my coverage, I've basically taught myself everything from the bottom up. Like if you go back and look at some of my first posts compared to now, it's so interesting to see the change. And then also being there from the start, you get to say and to tell that to people who are newly introduced to the club, like, oh, I was here from the start. Here is what you should know when you meet. Uh, LAFC and then also being able to talk to people from the start being able to make those connections with the clubs and such a new club you know I got to meet a bunch of people I probably wouldn't have the access I have and be able to do what I do if it wasn't such a new club because I got to meet people from the start and be able to make those connections early yeah and and, uh, like you've like you said you've been able there from the start and making those connections Uh, obviously with the fans and everything obviously this being 2020 a lot of things have changed um, obviously fans aren't able to go, which is unfortunate with, uh, with the whole COVID thing that's going on here, but also, uh, talk to me how the community has been able to stay, uh, obviously somewhat together through this new digital age with, uh, watching LAFC. Yeah, it's been, I mean, I could go all the way back to the start of 2020. We never saw this coming. You know, I was in Leon for the game. I was at both the LAFC home games and then it was weird. Cause I'm in, I'm in ninth grade now. I was in eighth grade back then. They told us schools out you know you're not coming back that day they uh canceled the uh, Cruz Azul game that they were set to play right at Bank California Stadium that night I was all prepped to go to the game and that was a moment of realization like this is actually happening like, that's something you never got to see you know the NHL canceled everything and then we were stuck doing everything online and it was interesting at the start I got to make a lot of connections I was added uh, to a group chat with a bunch of other uh pages that do stuff like I do from a bunch of different teams, got to meet, meet a bunch of different people, started playing uh, video games with them, which is what a lot of people are doing. I'm still terrible at FIFA and Call mm-hmm. of Duty and all that. I don't understand how, but I am. I just don't think it's my thing. But it's fun to be able to talk to all these people. And then um, early towards uh, March, April, or April May, uh, the K-League returned, Korean soccer. So I we started, me with a couple of my friends, Jerry and also from 110, uh, Gil from LAFC Highlights, we started the uh, LAFC virtual watch party club. So we were staying up 10 watching um, the uh, games, live soccer games from Korea. And it was just so, that was like my first experience watching 
games virtually. And then, of course, we had all those months. Um, LAFC did a bunch of did trivia nights, which I was at. We did Zoom meetings for all that. Um, and now we're back playing. And we've, I've gone to, I was at a couple of Zoom meetings for the MLS's back tournament. That was super fun to see happen. You know, they actually pulled off a bubble, which is insane. There's so much to talk about within that. And then, of course, now being actually able to go to the stadium, although fans aren't allowed, still being able to be there, it's it's weird. But we've come used to it over the past seven, eight months. Yeah, and it, like I said, it's been a, it's been a crazy year. But it's uh, like what you mentioned there, you're still able to be part of the team and be part of the community with some of those things that – you know, some of the community events that LAFC has done. And that, that's a that's a that's one of the great things that, that is LAFC, right? They're all about community. They're all about bringing the community together and ma- making it uh, feel as one. Um, and that's kudos to them. And, you know, obviously kudos yeah. to the 3252. Yeah, that was the message from the start, which I found amazing, which was one of the things that really enticed me at the club. You know, it's community. It's fun. You get to meet a bunch of people. You get to um, hang out and meet ton of new people that I wouldn't have met anywhere else. And the community aspect of it is amazing. Even online, it's insane to see how everyone works together to do stuff virtually. Yeah. And uh, how old are you now, bro? I am 14. 14, bro. I, so I, I saw you I saw you this weekend or this past yeah. LAFC home game. And I'm like, bro, you, you, grow, you got a growth spurt too. Yep. I've, I am, I think, six feet or 5'11 now, which is... Yeah. still crazy to think about it's it's crazy because when we filmed the pod last time that was back I, th- I believe I was actually 12 when we recorded that because I think it was yep. May 2019 so it's, it's like I like actually before this I went back and listened to it and it was weird to see how stuff has changed it's it's interesting yeah it yeah is. yeah it, it really is and you got to see how watch just being so consistent and just you know obviously um you know you're growing into who you become in I'm well, 14 you're now in high school now eighth grade high school yes starting ninth grade this year um still working we're doing all that online as well which is also been interesting it's definitely I'll say it's it's a lot easier from when we first started because now everyone actually knows what they're doing everyone's used to it but it's still weird not being able to have those in-person connections yeah it, it definitely is especially with everything going on but with that like you've also been able to grow with the team and I'm assuming you know, while doing online school, you can, you know, keep up with the team a little bit more, tweak things here and there. Yep. Always don't, don't tell. I sometimes have Twitter open, sometimes have Photoshop open, you know, trying to get stuff out, which is, it's like compared to in-person, you don't really have the ability to do that, but you also have the connection. So it's, you know, there's pluses, there's good stuff and there's bad stuff about it. So you have to just find, find the good stuff and roll with it. Yeah, and man, I wish I had online school when I was your age because I was not that big of a fan of going to school because I don't, I don't think I'd be paying attention if I was doing <laughs> online school at 14 years old. But kudos to you, man, for st- sticking through. You know, I, I'm, I'm yeah. assuming your parents your parents make sure that's a priority for you. Yes, of course, it does have to come first, but I still find time to do LAFC stuff and then other stuff. Like I'm, I'm now... Um, following the NWSL team that's in LA, I'm doing graphics for nice. Angel uh, City, right? Angel yeah, City, Angel City coming 2022. That's gonna be um, fun. a big part of the, the supporter group Rebellion 99, where we got a lot of fun stuff in the 2022. Hopefully, I guess we're going to be back in person. I hope we are. We can have a lot of fun there, even leading up to that, having those community events throughout both the clubs, LAFC and Angel City. Yeah, and, it, and it's such a special thing too. Like you've seen just soccer just go 
um, in Los Angeles, but like obviously having two teams and now two MLS teams and now having an NWSL, uh, obviously women's uh, soccer team in, in about two years, it, yeah. it's just growing even more. And I think that, you know, that just the attention that it's getting nationwide and just the sport that it is just going. Talk to me about like how the sport has grown uh, with you at school. Like, you know, have you seen more LFC jerseys or Galaxy or whatever, like Angel FC, like while, while you were at school? Um, at it's 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 just, people are now realizing that LA is a soccer city, and not only at school on the streets. I'll see um, people wearing LAFC jerseys, people wearing Galaxy jerseys, people whatever soccer jersey it is. I've seen some random soccer jerseys. I saw someone uh, wearing an FC Basel jersey, which is a, a small team in Switzerland. I did not think I'd see that in the U.S. for a long time, but I saw that, and it's so cool to see how much uh, the sport has grown in LA and how much people are starting to accept it. It's really, it's really fun to see it grow. Yeah, it really is. Um, all right. So LAFC had a game yesterday, as we all know, they ended up losing to Vancouver 2-1. Just like you, I think just like me, the rest of, and everybody, the rest of LA was watching, um, watching the game. Um, last connection about, so I think we were, correct me if we're right wrong. about the 18, 20 minute yeah, mark. First, I believe. So let's say first 20 minutes. Um, we missed we missed out on the rest of the first half yes. um so it was it's kind of it's kind of tough to talk about the first half um but we know that uh that, that Vancouver got a goal Lucas Cavallini he scored the first goal and then I, I was able to turn on to ESPN plus and it looked like obviously did not play a, a, a great uh, a great first half because from some of the highlights that I saw um they could have they could have been down two zero. Yeah, definitely. Publicity. I was listening. Yeah, I ended up uh, having I ended up listening to Dave Denholm, the amazing voice of LAFC on oh, ESPN LA. You know, he from what I heard at least, it definitely sounded like it wasn't a good half. It didn't look like LAFC even in the first twenty minutes. That wasn't the team that we've uh, seen for the past couple weeks. I mean, it's been it's definitely been an interesting. Um, return to play you know LAFC have had their ups and downs not where people expected them to be but it definitely wasn't the LAFC we saw against the Sounders yeah obviously them missing um, two players due to injury obviously Mark Anthony K uh, or more Vela Tristan Blackman let's just let's just say they were missing a lot of pieces and on top of that you know the four DP players so um, obviously the lineup that they went out they had Jordan Harvey left back Eddie Segura Jakovic, El Munir, and in the middle you had Janela, Atuesta, Blessing. Blessing's been such a X factor for them just moving around. Yeah. And then you also had Danny Masovsky, got his second start, BWP, and also an academy player, Christian Torres, gets his first start at 16 years old, um, gets his first start, though he did get subbed up at halftime, but nevertheless, that is that is a great sign for the LAFC Academy and for players um that look up to, uh, you know, that inspire to one day eventually play for LAFC or, you know, you, you can see the pathway. And I think seeing a 16 year old kid, not just, not just play, but get a start speaks volumes of where the LAFC Academy is. Yeah. It's, what do you, what do you make of all that? It's, you know, I've been watching the LAFC Academy for a long time and it's super exciting to finally see them be able to produce for the first team. You know, we got, Eric Duenas, who also made an appearance in the second half. Christian Torres, you know, you said, you said he started. Um, it's exciting to be able to finally see them be able to produce for 
the team, you know, we had, uh, I believe it was three or four Academy players that were signed to the team earlier uh, this year. So definitely seeing the growth in not only the Academy, but the kids growing up with learning through that system, which is such a good system or has great people working at it is not only good for LAFC, but good for uh, soccer in the U S in general. Academies are definitely starting um, to pick up and become an influential part of teams, which is what, in my opinion, at least was one of the things that the U S really needed to start that growth early. And now they have, and it's great to see it finally come to light in the professional in the MLS. Yeah. And you also mentioned Eric Duenas. He made, he made his first appearance. He's 15 year old, 15 years old. He came in the 71st minute. Um, from the he had a really up. good, Go ahead. yeah, he played, he, he got uh, tossed around a bit. He did get a yellow card. <laughs> he did get tossed around. Like. Oh my welcome God. To, welcome to LAFC. Get a yellow. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was fun. It was fun to see him get out there. He got, I think he got pushed over, but overall he, he really showed, um, showed up and showed everyone really who he was as a player, at least from the start. And I'm guessing we're definitely going to get to see a lot more of him, hopefully at the Timbers game, since we still don't have a couple of the players back from international duty. And of course on the injury list. Yeah. You yeah, I think you are, you are going to see a lot of these Academy players get more, um, get more playing time, um, you know, but it's an exciting thing, but it's also, it's also a bit of a challenge, right? Cause obviously you're 15, 16 years old. You may not have the physicality, or the strength, you know, as you do as a grown man that you're playing against. That's why we saw Eric Duenas get tossed around. But the nevertheless, the positive is uh, the positive is that, you know, you're getting that experience at that young of an age. But at the same time, you know, like I said earlier, there, the, there's an opportunity there and the, the academy is doing a great job. Uh, Bob Bradley believes in these players. That's why he's willing um, to take a risk and play these players, though I'm, I'm assuming these, these players have earned that spot. Even with the with the narrow roster, they have earned that spot to play and getting some playing time. And also, that's what I really like about Bob. He's given them the opportunity to actually go out there and play. I know plenty of coaches would just like to stick with their lineup, but Bob wants to see the growth in the team. He wants to see the academy kids play, and that's what I really like to see. Yeah, and I I think I think um, you know, in some type of way, um, with missing that many players, and you know, obviously some of the signings we'll get to right now not not being available. This is um. A great opportunity, especially with, with all those games. You have a game on Wednesday, and then on the weekend, whether it's Saturday or Sunday, um, you want you also uh, as a team. You also wanna want other players to get some minutes because you don't want every player or you don't want your main player to play ninety minutes every Wednesday and Sunday. Yeah, you're gonna need to see that rotation, um, yeah. which we we have seen from LAFC. Um, you know, the lineup has been changing a lot, and when it doesn't change, it has shown that it hasn't produced the best outcomes when we keep running with the same lineup, at least in 2020. So it's nice to be able to see the rotation, get to see the new guys or even some of the guys who are older. Like we saw Jordan Harvey, who everyone's been hating on a bit. He comes out in the Seattle games. He plays amazingly. We finally got to see him play. And it's nice to be able to see uh, different guys get their moments. Yeah, no, I, th- I think uh, uh, Jordan Harvey, he probably, he probably played his best game against the Seattle Sounders. I think Definitely. prior to that, he had he had a struggle a bit when they when they had put him on. Um, just I think on certain side pieces and just certain things, he had maybe been a step behind. But that Seattle Sanders game, he was he was amazing. He made MLS Team of the Week. Um, that just kind of just shows goes to show his veteran leadership and knows knows to stay ready and always be ready. Um, because you never know when your number is gonna be called. 
Um, especially I know it's hard for him being a veteran and, you know, going from last season playing almost every single game to now this season, um, you know, having to, having to come off the bench. I know that's a that's a very uh, difficult thing to do, and especially and, and it's also a great opportunity for him with all these games going on. So I just want to get into something that Bob Bradley said about this game against Vancouver. He was referring to the first half. He said none of them played well enough. Obviously, you and I, we really didn't get to see the first half. Um, we, we assumed that, you know, I, I did see some of the highlights where they almost scored a second one. Um, but Bob, Pablo C. Snegas, and it looked, uh, did a great job uh, saving a goal. But it looked, on the, it looked towards the second half that they had. Um, they had created a little bit more chances. I think on this game, I, 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 it was very, very interesting, very smart on Vancouver's part. It, it, it seemed like from the beginning of the game, they were really pressing LAFC from the start because they knew they were out with some, without some of their best weapons. And it, and I feel like they kind of knew that LAFC wasn't able to uh, be that be the normal LAFC to counterattack whenever you press them like that, you know. So yeah, they did their homework. They saw what they needed to do, and it's we've had this happen before with LAFC where. The teams come out taking one strategy and LAFC just isn't ready for it because they're used to playing their game, controlling the tempo of the match. Vancouver definitely took that control. We've seen when teams take, take control of the tempo of the game against LAFC, it's not the best for the black and gold. Yeah, no, exactly. And I just want to quote here something that Bob Riley said. At that, we started the second half in a much brighter way. Tempo got tempo got picked up a little bit, and now you're trying to push to get back to 1-1. Yeah, you know, when, when you're trailing, um, you know, when you're trailing to start the half, it's kind of tricky. And then it got even more difficult when Cavallini scored the second goal in the 59th minute. Um, it kind of seemed like this game was going to get, uh, you know, it could have been almost 3-0, just depending just just by the looks of it. And then Eduardo Twista was able to score on a penalty that he was able to retake. Yeah, because, lucky him. Yeah, lucky because of the keeper. One, let's just say it was a terrible first penalty kick. Uh, that's, yeah, I'm uh, I'm glad he got to retake it. I oh, don't want yeah. to post the highlight of him missing it, so yeah, I'm glad he got to retake it. And um, then the, yeah, the it, second it, take it was a quality finish. Yeah, it was definitely a, a really good penalty. One of the you know nice, clean, hard hit. Nothing the keeper can really do about it. And I it was the right call to overturn it. He did come off his line. I'm a goalkeeper myself. I tend to hate that law just because I like doing it because it does give you an advantage. But it was the right call, and I'm glad we got to see him take another one. Yeah, so it was good. I think I believe that's his first goal of the season. Um, uh, it's just a, just a great time for him. You know, I know he was injured for a long for a lot for for a long time, and now just to see him get a penalty that adds to his confidence and just to his groove. Um, you know, once those players get back, so I also want to I also want to talk about um, LAFC signing Jesus Mourinho from uh, Colombian team Independiente. And also Mark Segberg's, um, I apologize, I butcher his name, Segberg, Siegberg's, I don't know. We're going to have to find out how do you say his last name from Memphis, uh, 901 FC from uh, USL. So you, I know a lot of fans have been asking to get a center back to get defensive uh, replacements because I, I, we know at times that this team has really struggled on the defensive end and to finally get, you know, a player um, like the, like Jesus Carrillo, uh, Murillo, um, and, you know, add, I don't I don't know what too much of Mark about Mark, but I think that that's a positive sign because that's where I felt they they lacked some depth and they lacked. I feel like they needed some fresh blood um, in that. And I think obviously LAFC knowing um, they did their homework, they know they knew what they wanted to do and bringing those players back. I think we may see them this weekend because they were training. Um, and Murillo was 
Yeah, he's been training. Murillo was spotted at the game. Yes, and you saw him as well um, in a suite against the uh, the Seattle game. A bunch of people were posting about that. So I'm guessing he has at least been working with Bob. So it's nice to see the new players integrated in quickly, which is what, you know, we saw um, Opaku, uh, who was signed. He made his appearance against Seattle, which is great to see. Yeah, no, and it's good to, it's good to see them um, get that play. And I'm also – I'm very interested to see how um, – I'm assuming uh, once uh, Jesus, they call him Chucho, um, I, I'm assuming he's going to be there with Eddie Segura uh, in the center back. Um, I don't know about Mark, if he'll get the start, depending uh, – or yeah, maybe, Mark, this, Mark. maybe this weekend, depending, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, he is coming from uh, USL, of course. It's a different level of play from the MLS, so it'll be interesting to see if he does get integrated. I'm – I've got a feeling he's not going to make the uh, 11 for this weekend's game, but I, it's a possibility we do see him in the 18. Do we know if he if they traveled with the team or not? Um, I don't know if they traveled with the team or not for this um, for this for this past game yesterday. Um, but uh, but I do know that Bob Bradley mentioned that he um, he will hear the Murillo was going to be of, it could be available for the 18th, which is against uh, the Timbers. So I think uh-huh. we will do so that you got the Colombian connection with Eddie Segura and who's and, and Jesus, which totally makes sense. I think with Eddie Segura, he's kind of been some of his play this year has been lacking. And I think that may have to do with him not being able not playing with Tristan Blackham. I feel like him and Tristan. I'm yeah, he, they had that. They definitely had that chemistry. And now well, Tristan, that sorry, I meant to say Walker Zimmerman. Yeah, Zimmerman. Sorry. I to, yeah, I meant to say him and Walker Zimmerman had such a great connection. They covered for them uh, so well. I don't know if you saw in that first goal yesterday. He kind of he got beat on that first yeah. goal from Calvellini. That first goal, I was I had, I watched the clip. I was, you know, my first reaction was like he just got completely beat, and there's nothing you can do about that except get another defender that works well with him, which is what we did, which was great with Zimmerman because him and Segura could work together because they weren't exactly the same player, but they took their differences. And, you know, Zimmerman's a bit um, taller, so he got to work there. Segura got to do his thing. It was nice to see them uh, work together. Yeah, I just felt like they 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 really complimented each other a lot. And I just feel like, um, obviously, um, I don't know if you knew this, but Walker Zimmerman, uh, he went on a podcast. I, I forget what the podcast was. I think it might have been the Cooligans. It was a Cooligans podcast that he was said he was blindsided by the trade. I think we all were surprised by it. Oh yeah, definitely. But I think I, I think a lot of the things. Um, I think LAFC uh, uh, assumed that Tristan Blackman was going to be able to uh, take that role and step in. But I think some of the things that they weren't able to account for was the intangibles. Him being a vocal leader. Him being. Um, you know, just a little off, off the pitch. He's he of Walker Zimmerman was also learning Spanish, and he really had that tight, close connection with Eddie Segura. And I feel like that's why Eddie Segura had the type of season last year. And we're kind of seeing um, this year Eddie Segura and the rest of the defense, to be honest, has really struggled at times there. Yeah, this and, year they've been a really, I believe, top-heavy team for the past. Is I think that might be the right word because we have you know BWP. We Vela is of course injured. We have Vela up top. Uh, Rossi, Rodriguez, Mazovsky now. We've got this such good offense. And then, you know, the defense, we have a bunch of good players in the defense. I'm not, but they just, it hasn't been working. No, it, it has not. And I think having their Jesus with Eddie Segura, um, you can only imagine them them being from Colombia, them, them understanding each other. Them Obviously, it's going to take some time. 
um, for them to get used to. Uh, but I believe like Jesus is about what may have like six games left before the, the end of the season ends. Um, six, seven games. Let me let me just double check. I believe it's six games. Um, but yeah, this is this is the time uh, to kind of bring him on, and he's gonna have to learn uh, pretty pretty quick um, when it when it when it comes to learning. Yeah, he's, he's gonna be a very very uh, big piece for them. Yes, yeah, six games left. Oh, sorry, five games left. Excuse me. Yeah, we're we're really nearing down on the end of the season. I think oh, it got... would have been six games with the Colorado. I was like, I knew, yeah. I knew there was one. We, do we know if the I don't. Anything I don't know, up. man. I don't know if the, I don't even know what's going on with that whole Colorado situation. Yeah, it looks like they're gonna have to do. Um, it looks like they're gonna have to um, go like points per game. I saw. I think a couple other teams are gonna have to do that as well. Which is interesting. I also just uh, got a notification about a tweet that this is only this is only rumored right now. Hearing that the 2020 Scottsdale Concacaf Champions League will resume most likely in the third week of December. Quarters, semis, and final will be one game. Knockout teams will be in same location. Games will most likely either be in California, Texas, Florida, or Mexico from Tony Marinato. So we'll have to look into that, of course, but it's a bit on a separate note. Oh, okay. I, 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 do, I think I do see that. Um, I mean, you you hope that – I mean, because LAFC was rolling. They had being be in Lyon. They're going to face uh, Cruz Azul. Yeah, I was so ready to face – I touched on earlier. You know, I was so ready to face Cruz Azul, and then it was just – cut out right then they had the momentum that they needed going out against Cruz Azul coming off the insane uh win against Leon at home which no one expected so I was super excited for that and it really sucked that that had to be canceled yeah yeah I mean it's unfortunate it's unfortunate that that happened and everything but it looks like they're going to try to fit it in for for a while <clears throat> for a while there it didn't look like they were going to finish um they're going to finish the, the CONCACAF Champions League. Uh, yeah, I definitely had my doubts. I was trying, like, the only way they can fit it in, which is what it sounds like they might be doing, which would be late December. But that, you know, it is the off season, so it's definitely going to be an interesting transition into 2021 coming off of this year. Yeah, and you're, uh, maybe the benefit is, uh, you know, a player like Carlos Vela is able to, you know, play. Obviously, if he's healthy, you know, we do still expect him to play. Bob Bradley said he does expect him to play this season. Uh, I don't know if we'll see him against Portland Timbers because of um, because that's a turf field and him coming from a knee injury. Yeah, we've Bob has never been a fan of uh, the turf in Portland, so I doubt we'll see Vela back then. But, you know, they do have a couple games. We play the Galaxy Dynamo. And the Timbers back at home, including and an away match at San Jose, all on amazing, beautiful grass fields. So I'm, I've got a feeling we might be able to see him get some time. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think he, if he does come back, it's either the LA Galaxy game, uh, the Houston Dynamo go. I don't know about San Jose. That that field is pretty, pretty bad. Um, so it, looking, looking, looking yeah, at schedule, he may play uh, two out of the next six games, potentially, because Timbers... Oh, no, three out of the next six games, because they find they, they play Timbers at home, the final game. Yeah, that's a decision day, which is also going to be super fun. I'm glad they got a decision day in, because that was one of my favorite times of the year. Yeah, yeah, and, it, and it's going to be exciting. So, um, obviously, uh, LAFC did not move up in the standings. They still stayed at fourth place with 24 points. I mean, they, they have a real shot of just staying... In the top four, you know, excuse me. Oh my goodness, excuse me. Um, yeah, they, they have a real shot at staying in like in the in the top four there. Um, especially you know, you mentioned you, you get all those players back. You get Rossi, you get um, Brian Rodriguez, um, you know, Vela back. I think the issue that they're gonna have 
is just integrating. Yeah, to get that final push in. Yep. Yeah, I mean, the Western Conference is wide open. We've already had uh, Toronto and Philadelphia in the East clinch their spot in the playoffs. No one on the West. Um, There's only a 15-point difference between Seattle and the Galaxy or two polar opposites. Um, You know, it's wide open. Anything can happen. LAFC can drop all the way out if they have a real bad slump wing. I don't think it's going to happen, of course, because it does seem uh, pretty unlikely, but it's... You know, anything can happen in the MLS. Yeah, and they got some room to pick up if they beat the Timbers, um, which Timbers sitting at second place with 30 points. If they win that game this week and they, they you know, they get 27 points. Um, so any anything can happen there. They're only six points behind uh, Seattle Sanders, who, who are number four, number one place with six with 30 points as well. Yeah. So I think any- what LAFC needs to do is they need to start to separate themselves from the pack. Because we have, um, at least how I see it, we have the top three teams, all 29, 30 points, LAFC at 24, and then 24 to 21, which is fourth to uh, eighth place, which is Vancouver, I believe. Um, it's super close. So LAFC needs to get a couple wins under the belt to move away from that pack and to really uh, put get their spot up in the top four, top three. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. So like you said, anything can happen these last um these last few games because they're, they're going to be very crucial and also just integrating the players that are that are coming back you know for like we said international break and also Carlos Vela um you know whenever he, whenever he he comes back um so they have a pretty pretty I mean pretty good schedule um you know they have some very winnable games um depending how you look at the schedule and you know as of right now it looks like where they're staying right now that they have a real shot at making, you know, the playoffs now, depending where they fall. That's a, that's a different question. Um, but if they keep the momentum going, I know they've been kind of inconsistent this year. So it has 2020, yeah. but that, I think that's going to worry for me because, you know, we beat Seattle and then we lost to Vancouver and then yeah. we lost to San Jose, but then we also had an amazing win. So it's, it's been a back and forth. So it's going to be, and then of course we've seen Dallas, they got a huge win. They're now moving up. Um, but at least it seems that this might be lucky for LAFC. They play San Jose, Houston, and the Galaxy in the coming games, all of which are below them. Galaxy, of course, um, in La- Houston is right above the Galaxy, and I believe that's 11th place. Then San Jose is in that seventh. So it's hopefully not going to be the worst final stretch that you could have. Yeah, no. And then one of the big things, too, uh, obviously. LAFC finally has um, their goalkeeper, their number one, and looks like they're 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 sticking with uh, Pablo Cisneros. Definitely looks to be Pablo, yeah. Yeah, definitely looks like Pablo because I know in the beginning of the year or the restart, I should say, it was kind of kind of going back and forth, um, or excuse me, back to that Moses back tournament is when they were going back and forth from him and Ke- Kenneth Vermeer. Um, so if you're an LAFC fan, it looks it looks um, the light under the tunnel looks kind of bright, especially with the re- defensive reinforcements yeah, that they brought now. in. And the DP players. I think uh, LAFC is like finally getting their bearings now. You know, they brought in two defenders. I believe Cisnega has secured the spot in that. Of course, we've got the forwards all lined out. Once they come back from international duty, I'm just hoping they can integrate back in well. And then I think LAFC will really be the team uh, to beat in its final couple of games. Yeah. All right. Let me ask you this: Where, where, where does, uh, where does LAFC, if they make the playoffs, let's just go with that because nothing, they have not clinched a spot. If they make the playoffs, where do, where do they, where do they land? What spot? Um. So going into the final uh, games, as I said, it's not going to be. I don't want to say because we did lose 
than Jose, but it, it could be much it could be a much worse um lineup. I've got a feeling if we if we get if we beat the Timbers and then if, if we beat the I believe it's the Galaxy that followed the Timbers, I think we can stick where we are at fourth. Because if we get those two wins, we then move up to 30 points, depending on what Dallas, Minnesota, and San Jose do in those two games. We could really start to separate ourselves and see us in the top four. I mean Dallas has really hit their stride though in the yes, last couple of matches. Minnesota, their game got postponed. San Jose is on fire right now. Um, so yeah, I've got they, a feeling either we hit our stride there or we, yeah, or we drop down to seventh or sixth. Yeah, and I guess so the, let's, the top four get home field advantage. If that's even an advantage, I think it is that you don't have to travel. Um, and then the definitely an advantage. And then you'll, um, at least, you know, you, they don't have the fans that it's such a big part of the LASC atmosphere, but you don't have to travel. You're used to the turf. You're used to the playing field. Of course, you know, you have LAFC up in the locker room. They don't, you know, the equipment guys don't have to be uh, fixing everything up and making it, uh, you know, week by week. And they just get to settle down for the uh, next couple games. Yeah, no, exactly. All right. So let me ask you this, not, not uh game related or anything like what's, what's been the best experience for you, um, throughout this whole LAFC experience, like tell me a couple of a few cool, cool some of the cool things uh, experiencing being part of LAFC Central, uh, obviously creating that and just the community as it mean the players, the staff. What what has been uh, name like two or three things that been, been, been? I think I've got three, and I'll go I'll go in chronological order. Um, first, I know there there are a couple moments from 2018, but the one that really stuck out to me was the rain game LAFC versus Houston the way it was you know I was soaking wet after that one right when the players walked in the tunnel they taught um one of the guys tossed me like one of those advocate towels I just had that over my head and was just standing in the rain (laughs) um and then 3250 was jumping I put on the Dodgers game oh yeah that's right I'm not I'm not a Dodgers fan but they were playing the Brewers so I wanted them to win I don't blame you man being a Dodgers fan Jesus I'm I'm a Cardinals fan. It's the past couple what? years. How? How? Hold on. How are you? How are you? A, <laughs> how are you? How are you? St. Louis Cardinals fan. You being from uh, L.A. So okay. So uh, my dad was born in Tulsa. That was his team. Uh, so I grew up a Cardinals fan. Um, and it's been it's been fun to watch them, but also not because I'm guessing it's the same for the Dodgers. Because you know we have our good moments and we have our bad moments, but it's. Baseball is such an interesting sport yeah, to it is, be it watching. Is. Yeah, sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to cut you off. Continue with the, the experiences with that. No, that's good. Um, but, it, you know, even though I'm not part of the, the Dodge community specifically, it was awesome to see everyone really unite. Um, you know, 32 have to do, they moved back a couple rows, so they weren't in some, they had to be moved back, so they weren't in the rain because, you know, there was lightning nearby. But it was still awesome to see everyone jump. Everyone was still, you know, well, some people did leave because, you know, it's in L.A. People are scared of the rain. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the ones that stuck behind it really made it a super memorable experience. Um, and then second, 2019, I guess I'm actually picking one from each year somehow. But um, 2019, I'll take two events from that. Um, a, getting to walk out um, with the players on Pride Night. We, um, I got to go to TIFO Prep. Um, with oh, the nice. private public, the the whole um, Freddie Murphy team, but that was amazing to see that on the field. Um, and then, of course, I was asked uh, to be a part of a video series, LAFC Away Days, uh, by LAFC. So I got to do that. That was super cool. Got to 
Uh, Mark Anthony K gave me his jersey. It was fun to see him at the offices and get to explore that. Um, and then, of course, have a, a camera follow me while I was on my phone. People cool. staring at it think it's weird, but it's the future. Um, and then, of course, you can't miss out. Uh, going away to Leon is such an unforgettable experience. You know, the people that were there, if, like if you were there, you know what happened. There are so many fun stories about it. They wouldn't, they, they basically didn't give us water. They checked us so much. People couldn't be wearing belts. I was barely allowed to bring my, like I had my GoPro on. If you go back and watch them. Um, fifth episode of the LAFC Central show from this year, which we launched this year. Um, I had my GoPro on for that and I had to take it off because they wouldn't, they barely let us bring anything into the stadium in our little section. But then of course we had a huge uh, tailgate. We all met up at uh, this, uh, like in a parking lot with a a bunch of uh, food places by everyone kind of hung out there and we marched to the stadium. It was not the part of it, not being part of it wasn't my favorite, but seeing the reactions of the Leon fans, like the MLS is, you know, they hadn't seen anything like that before. They they realized that the, the MLS was a lot bigger than it actually was. Is that is that what you're getting at? Yeah, it was not only MLS, but the supporter cult. Like they, everyone's viewed the MLS, you know, from outside, at least it's like a retirement league, you know, no fans, empty stadiums as, you know, some photos have shown in the past but it's really starting to pick up you know compared to uh, 2014 mls to now it'd be you know i wouldn't even think they're the same league if i didn't know the teams because it's it's crazy the difference yeah no i I mean just i mean just the last few years exactly you know uh, like you mentioned i see competing against leon beating a team like leon uh, who's arguably one of the best um um, yeah, they were on, they questions. were having such a good season and they still are. And, you know, I was watching uh, the news in, in Leon at our hotel and they just said, oh, LAFC is, you know, Leon is on fire right now. But Leon has to win. Then Leon did win there, which is fun. Everyone was super nice to us there because probably because we lost. Then we came home and beat them and that was memorable. Yeah, that game was insane. I do. I remember I did not go to the Leon game. That's one game I wish I went. I man, I was I was traveling in Chicago for like some other work stuff, man. That's the game I do. I do wish because I think it was like in February. But I, one thing I remember yeah, is like uh, L, uh, LASC and a Leon fan like swapping jerseys. And I think that kind of just went kind of our I don't know if you remember seeing that. Yeah, I was with um, I'm not sure if the video there because after we exited the stadium in Leon, uh, the Leon fans, they made like a tunnel for us to come out of once I five and a bunch. Some people were trading jerseys. I, if I had known we were trading jerseys, I would have brought something else. Cause I was wearing, you know, the, the new Jersey, which you know, I just got, I didn't really want it. But if I had known that I totally would have traded with one of them. <laughs> yeah. You, was, you, ain't, you ain't handing over your, your brand new Jersey. So it's like, yeah, I mean, the, me the Jersey prices there, it, it's, but it, if I had known, I totally would have brought something to trade with them because that moment was super cool. That, 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 that's cool i mean that, that whole experience and that that's what makes um this sport so much fun and that's what's going to continue to grow these sports um here in the u.s but also for the mls and teams like lafc to get that respect also internationally right if you beat a team like leon and it kind of shows you know the type of weapons and the type of team yeah. and uh, even i do want to know because we were in leon a day ahead i was uh, going around collecting the newspapers with lafc on it and the thing was like lafc are here you know not you expected just to be felt and there was stuff about Bell. Of course he was the headline mm-hmm. and one of them, which I have uh, hanging up uh, next to me actually, but it was a lot about the team. Like these are the supporter shield champions. LAFC is a good team. It's going to be a tough challenge 
for Leon, even though they did expect Leon to come out victorious since they were, uh, I'd say they still are one of the teams in Mexico right now. But people were, you know, they were, once they scared, but they were excited to see LAFC. Yeah, and I think that was uh, Carlos Vela's first time ever playing in Mexico too. So that, that made a lot of noise and a lot of waves. Yeah. Um, you know, so, man, it, it is exciting, man. It is an exciting time now to be an MLS fan because and then like, once, once we return to in-person, it's going to be insane to see because people don't think about it, but the league has grown so much um, online with the marketing because you know, that was really working right now. The league has grown so much, and when we go back, I'm excited to see the differences. Yeah, and how much has grown, especially like that's why I mentioned earlier, like with the younger generation, especially, you know, people like that your age or younger, you know, I really felt like they're the really getting into it from the start. Yeah, I mean, I have a couple friends who, of course, you know, MLS, the retirement league, big Man U fans or whatever. I'm like, cool, but this is, you know, the new thing. We got a whole academy system and people are, I think the academy played a big part in that. People are starting to see that MLS is producing talent, you know, not necessarily fully MLS, but we got to see. Alfonso Davies go to Europe. We get to see the U.S. men's national team, which I am a big fan of. They, it's not totally MLS. A lot of it is U.S. born, or all of it is U.S. born. But they got to see them develop in the U.S. And people are starting to see that. Wow, like the U.S. is a soccer country, and that's super exciting. Man, just just wait, man. Just wait till more kids start. You know, the kids that don't play baseball, don't play football, don't play basketball. You know. They start playing soccer and, you know, you start yeah. getting more. I mean, soccer is super easy to pick up. That's the whole thing about the game. That's why it's so popular in uh, countries like Brazil. You just need a ball, you know, a little playing area. You can play. Exactly. Of course, in the U.S., it's a completely different, you know, we could talk about this for hours about like pay to play yeah. and all that. But now yeah, people are finally play. starting to see that that's kind of ruining the game. And it's that the focus is starting to shift from making money off the sport to, uh, engineering and making the best uh, players possible. Yeah, which is you're, super you're, exciting. You're gonna get, and there's also educating people, and you know, and if you have teams like LAFC who are winning, um, you spread out through the west of the country, and you know, you expand internationally like they have, and it's like, you know, I know LAFC had that match versus Dortmund. I want to see LAFC go play at Dortmund, and you know, you'll if they go to role. Dortmund, that is, uh, that's gonna be like the first thing on birthday wish list, Chris, whatever visit Dortmund to see LAFC play. Whenever we go play international, it's it's always fun. Like, we don't only play in, in Mexico, but it, I'm guessing it's going to be amazing to see the response the team gets from seeing, you know, the MLS is here. This is, you know, this is LAFC, and look what they are. It's insane. Yeah, and it, it's coming, man. It's coming. Um, you know, you're going to continue. I feel like you're going to continue. Like, uh, I know Real Madrid and those big Barca clubs, they do like a world tour. I don't feel, I don't think that some of the MLS teams here, maybe LAFC or the other, you know, the other team here in LA, LA Galaxy, they're, they're not too far from that. Obviously, you got to win. You got to be great. You know, you, you got to win MLS Cups and stuff like that. I mean, the but, Galaxy could definitely, just from, you know, they've been around longer. While, you know, LAFC marketing is amazing. The Galaxy were there originally. They brought in big players. They, you know, they're such a well-known um, brand, go global brand, brand, and people recognize. Like I was in, I was in uh, France for the Women's World Cup. I had my LAFC jersey on. Someone's like, "Oh, LA Galaxy." I was like, "I mean, I guess you kind of got it right, but also no." But it's still cool <laughs> to see the MLS get recognized. Yeah, which I mean, it's you know, it's like you kind of got like you got the league, but still kind of messed up. But it's cool to see the name be thrown out. Yeah, even though it, I'm not a big fan it's, of it. It's exciting for when that time ha- happens um, because. 
that's when it's really going to start to explode, man. It, it, it really is. It, you know, you're going to start seeing, like, even now, like, LAFC does such a great job, um, you know, getting a lot of those South American players, a lot of yeah. young talent, you know, and eventually. I mean, that's not only just the team, but uh, the scouts, like, I'm because I know mostly about LAFC, so I can only speak for what I know about the club, but the LAFC scouting, they've really looked into South America, which was such a good choice by uh, Thorington, the team, because we got a lot of talent. They were also bringing in a lot of yeah. The, fans the LAFC has a has a I forgot his name, man. I forgot he's from Colombia too, I believe. But they have a scout in Colombia. I, I forget his yeah. name, but that's why they brought Jesus Carillo, Murillo, Eddie Segura, Eduardo Twice. Such a good call. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, but uh, but yeah, man, it, it's been it's been fun, man. I've been I've been I've been enjoying what you've been doing with the team, um, and also I've been enjoying. Um, um, you know, obviously seeing you grow, um, and, and it's, and it's, it's gonna be an exciting time, man, you know, talk about yeah. you know, 10 years from now, 15 years from yeah, now, revisit this five years, 10 years, it's going to be insane to see. Yeah. How much, the, what, how I mean, much even, you know, I said, even compared to 2019, it's the, the difference is insane. And the next five years are going to be insane, even leading up to 2026 with the world cup coming here. Yeah. So now that now that you've grown and stuff, so what? What? Let me ask you this: Like, what's what's your goal, aspirations uh, for you, for you and yourself with LAFC's Trent Central? Is it just to become a media hub, or what? What's your um, ultimate goal? I mean, it's <clears throat> originally the focus was you know start to grow, but you know you guys have seen Central did get shut down by stream. We're still working on that, but now I've really started to focus on not growing the page because you know the page is right now. I have media, it's LAFC Central Media, which is smaller but i still get to actually work on you know a lot of graphics i put a lot more time in it because now i'm not necessarily worried about you know how many likes i'm getting how many impressions i'm getting i'm just worried about putting the best stuff out which i think is definitely think is going to continue into what i do at uh once we once i get my main page back hopefully because now i definitely have the time to do it and have the focus to it and now you know i've learned so much having this time of pure nothingness with the coronavirus so now I've learned so much. And then leading up to that, I I want to work in social media. I want to work in the MLS, hopefully hope maybe, you know, do social media stuff for LAFC. That's kind of my goal right now, but I want to social media or digital stuff is the main goal. Nice, man. Nice, man, man. You're on, you're on your way, bro. You're literally on your way, especially like learning all that digital language and you know you being i see the stuff you post and you know all that stuff you do you do such a great job you know you continue doing that the doors will continue to open because i know people are paying attention to what you do um so if you just continue doing that man i know i know whatever goals or whatever dreams or aspirations you have you can definitely accomplish those because you've been consistent and everything you've been doing um But yeah, but Blake, that is all the time we have with you, man. Appreciate you being on. For some of the people who don't know who you are, who don't follow you follow you yet, where can they follow you? Um, so right now we're on Instagram at LAFC Central Media. Twitter, we're growing really quickly at LAFC Central Show. And of course, we're on Facebook, uh, YouTube, LAFC Central. Thanks so much for having me on the podcast. Yeah, man. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you on. Guys, um, if you guys enjoyed this episode, make sure to give this a five-star rating uh, on, on Apple Podcasts. You can also listen to this podcast on wherever you get your music, Spotify, uh, Stitcher. Um, and you guys can also follow me at LA. I was, was going to say LA, at Gio Garcia LA on Twitter. Give me a follow. Send me a tweet. Whatever. Let's talk some uh, LAFC. Let's talk some LA soccer. But that's going to wrap things up for Blake. This is Gio. Thank you guys. We'll catch you guys next time.